This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fly me to the moon. Let me What's up, everybody? It's the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Your girl, Jessie Mae, up in your ear. I hope the sound is good. I hope my voice is good. I hope your life is good. I'm in Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Humble motherfucking brag. If you are living in Austin, Texas, come check me out. I've got two shows tonight. Let me look at my schedule here. Papers, progress reports, faxes, copies. I'm a very important person. Uh, I'm at the parish tonight for the stash box show. <laughs> I'm at the parish at, for. <laughs> Fuck it, guys. Let's just, you know what? We tried. Have a great Friday. Um, I'm at the <laughs> parish tonight for the stash box show. You can see how that's difficult to say. You motherfuckers try and say it three times fast. That's at 7.30. And then my Seven Deadly Sin show is at the Velve tonight at 10. Tomorrow I'm doing Stand Up on the Spot with Jeremiah Watkins at the Velve at 7.30. And then I'm doing Dom Irera's Blue Moon show at the Velve tomorrow night at 11.30. The Moon Tower Comedy Festival is fucking fantastic. I can't rave about it enough. Um, I'm here at the Aloft Hotel. This is our headquarters, and the festival spread out in the surrounding areas. The streets of Austin are alive. They are alive. Uh, before we get into all that, very exciting day. Today, my new Hilarious podcast airs. That's going to be airing probably around 4.20 today. Um, th- hopefully, this is up by then. I apologize for the delay in Sharp Tongue. I was in on the Kid Rock cruise. I fucking survived. I survived the Kid Rock cruise, y'all. Barely. I have like a stomach bug. It might be gonorrhea. We're not sure. Um, I'm sipping some of my really delicious organic Juiceland juice. Austin's very finest Juiceland juice. Let me get a little sip of this. I uh, had a great time on the Kid Rock cruise. 
it was, I, you know, before I went, when they told me I was booked on it, I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to need to get shots like I'm going to Africa. <laughs> I'm going to need to get, you know, I'm going to need to get like my DTAP, my uh, vaccinations done. But honestly, it was the most fun I've had in so long. My man came with me, which made it much better because, you know, being alone on a cruise ship is one thing. Being alone on a cruise ship as a working comedian and a chick, whole other territory. You know, I don't want to be thrown over the side of a ship, and I just feel like that is something that could possibly happen to me. So it was nice to have him there. <laughs> it was it, it was insanity. Um, but I, I that the reason why we didn't post last week is because I... We didn't have any service. I didn't realize that when you're on a cruise ship, there's absolutely no service. Like, can't we just put a tower on, on the boat? I mean, it's 2018. I need to Snapchat. How are people going to know that I'm, like, a part of society if I can't Snapchat my Kid Rock crew's, like, spar outs? It was insanity. I, I should have had a episode banked. I got to bank some more so we don't have any missing weeks. You guys are like, what the F? But I'll give you a sample or a um, bonus episode within the next week. Maybe we'll do like a, a little movie companion. I'll have to watch one of my favorite movies. I don't know if we've done The Thing. Have you guys, not like The Thing like in general, but the movie The Thing. I'm asking you like you can answer. Maybe I'll do that. It's one of my favorite movies. And uh, we can do a companion podcast where, pod, podcast. Maybe we should do a podcast where I learn how to speak English because literally every single episode I just eat words. It's like there's marbles in my damn mouth. We can do a little companion podcast. Uh, I'm going to also restart my Patreon page for Sharp Tongue and for Hilarious as well. Hilarious will be available the same way Sharp Tongue is. And I may be, you know, we're figuring out where these podcasts are going to go. I might go to All Things Comedy. Uh, I think I may be going to... High times. Who knows? I'll let you guys, I'll keep you guys abreast. But for now, um, I'm going to be having some sponsors on the new podcast that I'm excited about. We'll probably get some, some new ones for the Sharp Tongue podcast as well. You know, your girl's working. I'm trying to make it all happen. And I, it's, it's, it's a one-woman show in the sense that I'm doing it all. I'm editing. I don't have any producers right now because I'm just doing it guerrilla style. I like to have control of it. I like to be able to edit it myself, even though I'm not the most technologically sound person. I mean, I can p press play and stop. Uh, but, you know, honestly, putting the music in can be very interesting for me. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if, uh, if this is going to work. And, and there might be a couple episodes where there's just dead air. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what happened there. Probably pushed the wrong fucking button. I mean, right now I'm looking at all these things here. It says compression, mid-frequency, Low cut. I mean, that sounds like something that you'd find in a fucking ambulance. I don't know. Squeeze. There's something here. It just says squeeze. <laughs> Literally on my equalizer dashboard. It says low, mid, high. Squeeze. Like, are you flirting? Hashtag. I just got hashtag me too'd by my podcast equalizer buttons. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sweating. Why am I sweating? I'm sweating because I have a stomach bug. You know, the, this whole month has been insane. If you don't know where I've been, let me reiterate where I've been. I've been gone from the L.A. since Jeepers. When the heck did I leave? 
Jeepers and when the heck did I leave? Who the hell am I? <laughs> I did Altoona, Pennsylvania. I did Logansport, Indianapolis. I was in Syracuse for a few days. Um, I did a shoot in New York. I was in New York City for a few days. I drove back to Syracuse to spend some time with my father. And then I went on the Kid Rock cruise, which we'll talk about. And then from there, I went back to Syracuse. Uh, my father had to unfortunately go into the emergency room. That's where he is right now. He's probably going to be there for a few days and is the source of my exhaustion. I, I, my energy is, I, it's, you know, the thing that's hard for me is I'm a very physical comedian and energetic and all of that. For You guys know if you've seen me perform that I'm all over the place. And so, like, when stuff happens with your family, you know, with your, my, my dad, it's just, it's, it's emotionally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. And so I'm at the tail end of being in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different states, two different countries, <laughs> if you consider the Bahamas a country. I mean, travel-wise, we fucking, you know, we, we went pretty far. And so uh, factor all that in, sleeping in all these different beds, um, and then having to deal with the emotional... Uh, roller coaster of dealing with my father's Alzheimer's illness and just not being able to be home and and then still trying to find the energy to perform to the level that I think my fans and the audience deserves it's it, it doesn't come without some struggle <laughs> Um, I just, you know, I think there's a, a notion that people have that anybody can do comedy. Well, what I just expressed to you is, is a lower scale of the amount of stress and, um, variables that go into being a comedian. You know, you've, for, you got life and then on top of life, you have to be able to go out there like... Not that like life isn't happening because then you're just not being real. But you got to go out there like life um, isn't beating you completely to a pulp. But then you know sometimes if if life is be beating you to a pulp, it's good to express that on stage because everyone can fucking feel that. Everyone can relate to that shit. Um, so last night I had to do for the Moon Tower Festival. I didn't get any sleep the night before. Um, my, my dad went into the ER the night before. He just fell a little. He just fell. And um, he's at a memory care facility right now. My father has early stages of Alzheimer's. And uh, he fell. And that happens, you know. It happens to old people in general. But it's a little bit more difficult when you have a degenerative disease like Alzheimer's because those synapses in your neurotransmitters aren't working as well. Everything's sort of breaking down. So the communication between his brain and his body is lacking. And it's lacking in general because he's older. So he, he took a little spill. My father, honestly, is the clumsiest motherfucker I know. And I get that from him. You know, I, I'm just as clumsy as he is. I've been with him many times where he's just fallen. One time he fell in a flower pot and we left him there. <laughs> Kegels. Oh my God. He, this was years ago. 
one of my sister Emily and I's favorite fucking memories. And my childhood friend Amy Gazarowski was with us. We were at my camp. We used to go every week, every summer, we'd go for a couple weeks to Pleasant Lake, which is a small lake in upstate New York. It's just outside a small town called Governor, which is famous for lifesavers. The guy who created the lifesaver hard candy is from Governor. My lovely late Grandma Betty Boop was from Governor. She used to live there. And so we used to go to this camp every summer. And one summer, uh, we were coming home late. We were having dinner. We went to go see... Uh, we might we might have gone to see the Shintas, which was a band we used to go see all the time. One of my biggest influences as a performer is the Shintas. If you I know what you're probably like, what the what's a Shinta? And that's one of their jokes. They're a um, entertainment group that's been around for decades, and they're from Buffalo, New York. One of the members has passed away. You guys probably heard me talk about him, Joey Shinta. And you've probably heard me, heard me talk about the Shintas if you follow the podcast regularly, which I hope you do. Um, but they, we used to go see them all the time. And they're just like an entertainment, comedy, music band. Just so fucking entertaining. If you have a chance to see them, they're amazing. They're out in Vegas, but they also tour as well. And they sometimes do upstate tours. Alexandria Bay, they go to the Turning Stone, Buffalo, New York, to their hometown. Um, we, we're probably coming back from seeing them at the A-Bay. A and <laughs> it's pitch black. Like, pitch black, because it's the country. You know, there's no, there's no city lights so, like, at nighttime, it's fucking nighttime. Like, you can't, you literally can't see anything in front of your face. So we pull up to our camp. And I'm not talking, like, a fucking tent, okay? Like, I, I really have never been in a tent. I don't, like, I've seen enough movies where I don't need to be in a tent. There's no reason for me. I love myself. I don't need to fucking lay on moss. I don't need to, like... <laughs> There's, like, too many nature noises at night that I can't decipher... I wouldn't get any sleep. I'm not the type of person that's like, I need to be in a, t I need to get back in touch with nature. Like, uh, give me a hammock on a beach and I'll be good. You know, give me like a Bahama mama and some like marijuana in, the, in a towel. I'll be fine. But I don't know about all this like, you know, nighttime camping bullshit. So we, we, <laughs> we come home in pitch black. And it's, a, it's like a cabin, you know, it's a cabin, if you will. And not like a charming cabin, like a type of cabin you might find your cousin who's been on a meth binge, you know, and ran away because he was ashamed of his addiction. That type of cabin. Type of cabin you see like on Dateline, on one of those like 40, 40 what is it, like 48-hour specials. Um, <laughs> look, look, we weren't balling. We weren't balling out. It was like 100 bucks for the week. The lake was beautiful. Pleasant Lake, you got to look it up. Pleasant Lake is... Oddly enough, because we're Ginzos, we're Italians, the actual lake, the perimeter of the lake, is in the shape of Italy. It's, it's a boot, and uh, that's where our camp was. And so we come home pitch black, and my dad gets out of the car. I think I was in the back seat with Amy. My sister was in the front. We all get out pitch black. My dad's like, holy shit. Man, it's dark out here. Everyone be careful. My dad's such a neurotic, you know, nervous person. We are Nervous Normus, that's his nickname. He, he's Mr. Security. He worries about doors being locked all the time. He's nervous about everything, so he's just like in this panic because he can't see. And he's just like, holy shit, I can't see my hand in front of my face. Where am I? He was like, where 
am I? <laughs> and so we're laughing already. We're already laughing because he's like, I can't see my hand in front of my fucking face. And so uh, we know the way because we've stayed there for so many years. Like, literally, it's just like the sort of thing when you get up out of your bed at night, you know how to get to your bathroom. You don't have to turn on a light. And so we're walking, and my dad's continuously being like, ah, shit, I can't see anything. And then we hear this noise. It sounded like a Sasquatch running through the woods. (laughs) my My dad had fallen into, like, a flower pot. And I'm not talking about like a teeny little, you know, Mother's Day gift. I'm talking like one of those wooden wheelbarrow cut out flower pots. Like he walked into it. <laughs> he walked into it and then fell into it. And then we heard the noise. We could we didn't know what happened. We didn't know that had happened. We just heard him and then he's like, "Oh shit." He goes, "Oh shit." Oh shit, my shins. Oh shit, my shins. And we're laughing so hard. And then he goes again, he goes, Where am I? I don't know where I am. He fell. He fell and he literally couldn't get up. And so we go up to the camp, which is up a level. We go to turn on the light, and the, I love how life is sometimes. Sometimes the positioning and timing is just so perfect. It's just like a fucking, it, life sometimes feels like a movie score. So we turn on the light, and the light from the window shone, it just, it just directly shone down on my father. Like the beam of light, it was like a spotlight on him. It, <laughs> just in the middle of the darkness, we flick on the Like, be on top of this flower pot, <laughs> face down in the flower pot, <laughs> like swimming, like trying to get out. He didn't know where he was. He had no idea he had fallen, fallen in the flower pot. We were hysterical. Amy and we wouldn't, we couldn't even help him. He's swearing at us. He's like, get, get, get down there and help me. I don't know where the fuck I am. So we had to go down and help him out of the flower pot. And he comes up. His shits are bleeding. <laughs> he had blood dripping from his shins. Just, just dripping. We, <laughs> it was one of those things. It was one of those things. Because <laughs> it's already nighttime, you know, so we helped him get cleaned up. We calmed down. We kind of stopped laughing for a little bit, but then it was like we went to bed, and it was one of those things where somebody just out of the dark starts to laugh. You know when something's so funny, and you just like laugh again, and then it gets the other person going, and then we all got going. It's like, shut the fuck up. And it's a story that, like, anytime I see Amy or, like, my sister and we talk about it, (laughs) we still laugh. Oh, God, we still laugh so hard. Oh, my God, my dad's, so the point is my dad is a naturally klutzy person. (laughs) 
So for him falling, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but the fact that he's got Alzheimer's now makes it a little bit more tricky, you know, because you want to figure it out. And the thing is, hey, we, we don't know. We don't know what happened. Maybe it was weak. Maybe he didn't have breakfast and he had low blood sugar. Maybe he got dizzy when he stood up. But he fell. He scraped his arm a little bit. But the protocol of this fucking place got to send him to the ER. And they had to keep him in the ER because he's so weak. He's so, uh, he's just, you know, his, he's not doing good. It's, it's, it's a thing with, with getting older and it's a thing with this disease, this neurodegenerative disease where you have good days and you have bad days. And it's been a bad few days for this poor son of a bitch. And we're in the hospital and he's such a scam artist. He, he, he just, he hates hospitals. I mean, who loves hospitals? Nobody really does. But my father is such a, like, a, an adverse reaction to being in a hospital. And it's, it's hereditary. My grandfather, my grandpa Mike, didn't like it. My uncle Louie didn't like it. And my, it's just, it's hereditary. The hospital hatred is hereditary. You know, they're afraid of the idea of it. So my dad's in his wheelchair, and he's like, all right, come on, we got to go. And, like, you, because of such a minor thing, you're waiting in the hospital for, like, five, six hours. He was like, come on, come on, we can go. I'm like, no, we can't go. You know, it's a hard thing. You got to try and keep it light and keep it fun. You got to distract him. It's like being with a toddler, with, with uh, um, somebody who has Alzheimer's. You got to distract him. You got to entertain them. You can't, you, you got to try to not give in to their stresses. You have to honor their emotions. It's a, it's a juggling act. It's an emotional juggling act because you say the wrong thing. You can send them into an episode and it takes, you know, my sister Emily's really good with him. It takes a certain personality and a certain, um, gentle, empathetic approach to be able to handle somebody in those moments. Excuse me. <laughs> and so he's sitting in the wheelchair, and he's, he's so funny. He's like, all right, come on. We got to go. And I'm like, Dad, we can't go, but I, you want me to get you a magazine? Try and divert, you know, try and change, change the subject. He's like, all right, I'll take a magazine. Got a magazine. That entertained him for five minutes. He's like, all right, we got to go. I was like, you want to watch TV? He didn't want to watch TV. No, no. And we talked for a little bit. All right, that worked for five minutes. He's like, all right, we got to go. Put on a little Sinatra. And so one thing I've read about Alzheimer's and um, any sort of dementia, and um, my friend, actually, Dr. Dina, 420, 420. Happy 420. Holy fuck, have I gone this far and not said happy 420? I feel like I did in the beginning. If I didn't, happy 420. Guys, uh, Dr. Dina, who um, the Netflix show Disjointed is about, w offered this little information for me, which I, I think I had read somewhere as well, that if you play music from their era, you know, Back in the day, it's good for the brain and the brain connectivities because you know you guys know like music and smells and food they're all connected to memories. Any sort of device you can use that can make the memory connection stronger is helpful for people who have Alzheimer's. And when I say device, I mean like Frank Sinatra's um, "I've Got You Under My Skin." <clears throat> that's a device that, that I used to play for my father to connect some sort of, you know, connect the, have the neurotransmitters send out in his brain to, to make some memories go on in there. Whether he tells me what those memories are or, or not isn't important. It's just a matter of, 
you know, using these little tools that you can to sort of help improve and make them feel calm. So we played some Frank Sinatra, played some Dean Martin. <coughs> Excuse me. That worked for five minutes. And then he's like, all right, this is where he becomes a scam artist. All right, the doctor said we could go. Uh, no doctor came up to us. This motherfucker's just scamming us. He's, it doesn't matter if he's got Alzheimer's. He's still a goddamn scam artist. <laughs> he said we were pulling him. He's like, oh, no, come on now. You guys are just, you're, you're, you're stroking me now. That's what my dad says. He's got his own little language. It's funny. He calls it like when I would razz him, you know, and just like mess with him and roast him, he'd say I'm a scorch. I say that a lot. And everyone's like, what's a scorch? My dad always calls me a scorch. And if you're like busting somebody, if you're like not scamming, but if you're, you know, just kind of like ragging on him a little bit, it's called stroking. He's like, oh, come on, you're stroking me now. You're stroking me. He was like, you guys are stroking me. I'm like, no, we're not. Here's my 80-year-old dad, all grumpy in his wheelchair, just like, ah, come on, the doctor said we could leave. You guys are stroking me. It just, it's those little moments you have to laugh at because the personality is still there. They're still them. Mm-hmm. Even though his disease is <sighs> unpredictable and painful and exhausting. I mean, I'm not living there. My sisters are dealing with it. And, and I was telling my boyfriend, like, if I, I don't know if I'd survive living there because I'm so close with him that I don't know if I could handle being in, like, at ground zero with this disease. Um, be, you know, living in L.A., it's so hard to not be there all the time, but the silver lining for me is that I don't think I could handle being there all the time because it's just so uh, painful. But my sister Chris found this book that I started to read. It's, it's, it's an informative book. Um, it's, uh, it's called The Unbreakable Brain, Shield Your Brain from Cognitive Decline for Life by uh, Will Mitchell, who is, he's a doctor, and he's been studying uh, medicine for years. He's a nutritionist. He's uh, got a degree in microbiology, uh, a clinical nutritionist. This guy is certified practitioner. He's legit. And it just talks about you know, uh, how the brain works, what happens with deterioration, and the tools and devices that we can apply to our lives to improve and prevent cognitive decline. Because the reality is, here's, here's, a, here's an alarming, I'm going to give you guys an alarming uh, statistic. One in three people will die of dementia in the United States. One in three. That's a huge percentage and two-thirds of, of those people are women. Two-thirds of women are, are more at risk of getting uh, cognitive disease than men. That's wild. That, that's just, that's such an, and he says it in the book, it's an alarming statistic, and it really is an alarming statistic. Um, I'll give you guys some more. You guys are like, great, let, let, please tell us how we're going to get old. <laughs> but, you know, the, the purpose of this book, I... I honestly recommend this book to everyone. It's not just for dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, it's, it's brain health. And the fact that we all are at risk of our brains declining, because that's the fucking reality of life. If you guys want to sugarcoat your days, you go right ahead. But the, the one positive I'm taking from my father's experience is I'm trying to improve my own... I'm, I'm doing what I can to prevent myself 
from becoming a, a statistic because I'm already, there's already two red flags. My father has it, so there's a hereditary issue there, and I'm a woman. So I'm, I'm on the scale of the two-thirds likelihood of me becoming, you know, uh, a part of this, and I don't want to. So he, he talks about risk factors. He talks about how you can in, improve them. And the one thing, sleep and stress and diet. Those are three things. I obviously can't add. <laughs> Those are three things that are really are, they affect the overall process of your brain and, and the um, decay that happens and how you can basically just stop that from happening too soon. Um, let's see. 3.2 million women have... Alzheimer's. One in three seniors die with Alzheimer's. Um, and here, you know what the crazy thing is? That African Americans, black people and Latinos are more, much more likely to get Alzheimer's than just like Caucasian people, which is really interesting. And Alzheimer's is the sixth leading cause of death. Six. That's pretty fucking high. And that's why I'm talking about it as much as I can because it's, it's not talked about enough. You know, Seth Rogen, who I believe his father-in-law or maybe his father has Alzheimer's, he does hilarity for charity. There's End Alt organization. There's also um, Alzheimer's Association UK that I've been in touch with. So there's, there's organizations out there that are, like, starting to talk about it. Brian Cranston did a campaign with Alzheimer's Association in UK. And so... It's starting to become more, uh, I don't want to say popular because music is popular, brain disease isn't popular, but but more known, and, and that's why I want to talk about it. So I'm sorry if I brought the mood down, but information is power, knowledge is power, so it's called The Unbreakable Brain. You can get it on Amazon, I'm pretty sure, and it's just, it's good. It, it's boring in the sense that it's not a story, but it's information, and uh, it might change your life, you know, if you can apply it in the right ways. I, uh, I tried to read it. <laughs> I brought it on the Kid Rock cruise. <laughs> I should have had a book called The Unbreakable Butthole for that cruise. Holy hell. <laughs> Holy hell. I've acquired so many terms from my, my uh, farming boyfriend. Holy hell. And it, when something else happens, he, instead of saying Jesus, he goes, Judas. I can't even say it like he does. Judas. <laughs> I don't even know who Judas is. Is that like a biblical person? I have no idea. The, the, the cruise is crazy. It just, it was called the chillin' the most. But at the end of the week, I had everyone calling it the chillin' the moist. I mean, it just was midlife crisis titties, tramp stamps, and cougar groupies. Oh, my. I, I said it was the jizzard of Oz. I was like, this cruise ship is like the jizzard of Oz. <laughs> The buffet smelled like Kid Rock taint and groupie butthole by the end of the week. It was crazy. What was really cool is that Kid Rock um, watched my show. The first night of the cruise, I had a, a show the first night and I had a show the last night. And Kid Rock showed up with his fiance, um, Audrey, who's adorable. Uh, they came and sat and watched the entire show. I thought that was so dope of them. I had never met him. Um, shout out to Chris Porter who's um, a very funny comedian who hooked, helped hook up the gig for me. I really appreciate that you putting in a good word with Bob. Because Bob, 
approves everybody. He's hands-on with the entertainment on his cruises. And that's why the cruises were so damn fun, because he handpicks everybody and he's... You know what? I, I'm going to come out and say I didn't know if I was going to have a good time. I'm going to come out and say that I wasn't... Not that I wasn't a Kid Rock fan, because I love Kid Rock's music. Uh, I ha- like As of lately, it wasn't anything I was listening to. After leaving that cruise, I'm so impressed by his showmanship and his professionalism, and his talent. Look, y'all can talk shit all you want. Don't sleep on Kid Rock. The dude is so, he's, he is like multi-instrumental. He can play piano, he can play guitar, he can DJ. Uh, he knows how to orchestrate a set, like musically, how to make the music, how to like provide a whole concert in a way that like obviously he understands musical flow and how how to keep everyone's attention um he's so entertaining and sweet and generous i i just i'm blown away by him and the fucking buffet i was at that buffet four times a day what and what my boyfriend got fucking four ice cream cones a day he's just like i'm gonna go get an ice cream cone i'm like are, what are you six years old this motherfucker had an ice cream cone for breakfast I don't feel like I'm saying ice cream cone, ice cream, ice cream cone. And we got burnt to shit in the Bahamas, man. And I've, I've traveled enough to know better. Like when you go into sun, that's any lower than where you live. If you're going closer to the equator, you got to pile on the sunscreen. That's just, that's just like science. And I, I spray. I don't know if you guys followed my Instagram story. I posted all of the shit. I saved all the stuff on the boat because it wouldn't post. And then I did a recap last week of all the days I was on the ship. That's why I did it that way. But um, I just, like, I'm lucky I applied it on my body, the places that I did. But you can't, if you go to the, anywhere, even Florida, and you spray that spray stuff, you have to rub it in. You can't just spray it and let the spray dry. You need to use lotion. The spray shit is no good unless you're, like, really gooping it on there. It was so bad. Like, I sprayed him, and the only parts that weren't blistered red were the streak marks. It looked like I did graffiti over his nipples and belly button. (laughs) He looked like somebody did a half-ass paint sample job on his body. He literally looked like the man-o'-lantern from from 40-year-old virgin when when (laughs) Steve Carell gets (laughs) waxed. That's what he looked like. But instead of hair missing, it was just his skin that was burnt to a crisp. (laughs) Kid Rock's burnt to the most, Cruz. I was red as hell. My ass got burned. We got so we were so red and sore the next day. Like we slept for twelve hours. We went to the buffet four times. We, we were such slobs. We learned we learned the hard way that we need to apply lotion a little bit more generously than just some bullshit afterthought spritzes of thirty SPF. Come on, you fucking dumb bitch. I had so much fun. I had a great time. I really needed that. I was glad that my my dude could come with me. My fella, my soulmate, you're my goddamn soulmate. <laughs> we had so much fun. I want to thank Sixth Man, which is the company that booked it and organized it and promoted it. They put on such a great fucking tour. They do a lot of the tours, most of the fun ones that are um, musical and in the Impractical Jokers cr- cruise they do. They do 311 cruise. 
So I want to give them a shout out for booking me and Norwegian Cruise Lines. Um, great boat, really clean, wonderful staff. I, I can't rave about it enough. Um, we ran into Yellow Wolf on the way out. It was funny, on the way onto the boat, you know, I'll talk to anybody. That's another trait that I get from my father. We like to talk to people. And as I'm walking up, um, I'm there to meet Dave from Sixth Man, who was one of the greeters. And there were these two dudes that looked like, they looked like, per, like if Led Zeppelin was abandoned Persia, that's what these guys looked like. <laughs> they looked like, they had like this long, thick, flowy hair. They were tan. Um, they just, you know, they they just looked exotic and they looked like musicians and so I walked up to him and I was like hey I'm Jesse May you know because we're both artists all of us were artists going onto the boat so I was like oh let me just make friends out here and I was like hey I'm Jesse May and one of the guys just kind of looked at me he was like uh like his mouth just opened I don't know if he was like if the edible kicked in I don't know what was going on and we just stood there and one of the other guys was there it, Trey was his name, one of the other greeters. And I was like, and your name is? And he told me his name, which I fucking forget because I'm an asshole. And I was like, yeah, this is how it works. Like, we say each other's names. <laughs> and Trey was like, yeah, I thought that was weird how you said your name. And he didn't say nothing, but maybe he was exhausted. Some people, you know, you get tired when you travel. But it was funny because we ran into Yellow Wolf's, his band members there. And on the way out, on the elevator down, we ran into Yellow Wolf and his girl, Fifi, who was adorable, in the elevator, and uh, it was it was fun. And it was as the doors were closing, you know, everyone's getting off the ship. It's the end of the cruise. We've been there four days. Everyone's partying together. This lady yells into the elevator before the doors close. She's like, "I had so much fun at your show. You're so funny. Come back next year." And I was like, "I'm gonna sit on your face." And the doors closed, and Yellow Wolf was just like, "Wow, wow, that was aggressive." <laughs> That's how I roll. That's how I roll, son. I let the girls know. I'm going to come back and sit on your face next year. Kid Rock, chill in the moist. I had so much fun. I really did. And I can't wait for my shows, the rest of my shows here at the Moon Tower. I'm going to keep my energy up. I'm going to keep my positivity intact. And I'm going to perform with all the good energy and all the positivity that I can because people deserve it because people are coming out to these shows because they're going through the same shit I'm going through. So that's the way I'm going to look at it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast and thank you for being patient and waiting for me to put it out. I will put a bonus episode up when I get home from the, the festival on Sunday. I'll do a movie companion. We'll watch The Thing. And that's just, you know, you basically pop in the movie. I'll tell you when to press play, and I'll talk to you throughout the whole movie. (laughs) Basically, like, I'm in your house, and we're watching a movie together, so bring the popcorn and weed, okay? And, um, you know, check out the Patreon page. There's going to be one for Sharp Tongue. Hilarious is coming out today. I'm so excited with my dispensary partner, Travis. Season one is all comedians. Travis and I recorded all the episodes. I think it's about ten episodes we recorded all of them. In our dispensary, that's not quite open yet. We're still going through licensing. But all the episodes are recorded in the shop. It has a cool sound because we have, like, tall, uh, high ceilings. And it's cement, so it sounds kind of cool in there. Very industrial. And uh, season one's all comedian. Season two is going to be some fun stuff with Planet Earth. 
So it's I'm excited about the new podcast. The logo is literally being done as we speak. So hopefully I have it all up and ready to go. Hey y'all, gorilla, gorilla style. Um, this is your girl Jessie May. I appreciate you guys. Please rate and review the podcast. That always helps. Please share it with your friends. Uh, I appreciate your continued patronage. And I hope you guys come back next week. I love you all. Live your truth. Don't be assholes. Chicka, chicka, chow. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.